welcome back to Just One Question. And it's a great privilege to have my next guest. Uh, uh, Mark Hirschberg is with us. He is an MIT instructor, has been for many years. He is the author of a book which I suddenly need uh, to have called The Career Toolkit. Uh, he is a speaker, um, all you meeting planners take note, and he's a CTO based in New York City. Welcome, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show today. It's a real pleasure. And so the big question, just one question and maybe a few others. What are you excited about in 2023? I am excited about an upcoming revolution in content as we move from push media to pull media, which everyone listening, everyone in our field, content creators, content consumers are all going to be impacted by Okay, you got to say more about that. Yeah, <laughs> get okay. going. Yeah. Wanted to pause to let that sink in. Yeah. So, if you think about media traditionally, it has been push media. Now, if we think back to when you and I were kids, we used to watch TV, which meant, hey, it's eight o'clock. I got to go home because if I miss that show, I miss that show. Mm -hmm. And we saw it when the broadcaster put it out. Fast forward to today, and of course, we all have DVRs. I will watch what I want when I want. In fact, I just started watching West Wing. I'm about 20 years behind. <laughs> yes, you but are. now it's less convenient for me. So yeah. that's what I'm going to watch. When we think about the content we create, books, blogs, podcasts, classes, talks, we have the same problem. Now, the problem from the content consumer is where we read information isn't where we need information. So I might read a book sitting at home or listen to a podcast as I'm in the gym, but I don't need that information until another time. And so typically you're going to need it one of two contexts, either just in time. So for example, in my book, there's a chapter on networking. You read it sitting at home. Well, you don't really need to network with your dog or your spouse. You've got good relationships already, but it's two months later as you go off to the conference, that's where you need to use those. So you want to access those tips on the spot five minutes before you go into the room. In theory, you could have the Kindle copy of the book and go through it. That's not efficient. So what if you had the key points from that book or from that talk right in front of you and you pull it up just before you need it at the conference? That's a pull, pulling the content to you. Mm -hmm. Now, the other mode of usage is more foundational. If you think about someone who is a first-time manager, okay, I just got promoted. There's so much I have to remember. I don't know that at 3.17 p.m. today, I have to do this versus that. So I just need to remember this. We all know spaced repetition works because we often forget. You read a book, you hear a podcast, you forget it a week or two later. We know looking at, rereading it, rehearing it helps, but no one has time to do that. We're not studying anymore like when we were in school. So what if you could get a daily reminder of the content? Think like a daily affirmation, but it's from that book. It's from that podcast episode, from that talk. It helps the content consumer keep that information, retain it better. It helps the content creator stay top of mind. Because if you think about many people in our space, if you're an author, you're not making money selling the books. Your model is selling speaking or consulting or other services. Can mm -hmm. someone to buy your book? I go on podcasts. I can get some people. They hear me go, great, here's $20. 
if I'm not a coach, but if I were, I wanted someone to spend five, ten thousand $10,000 with me, that takes repeated engagement and exposure that stops as soon as the book is done. But with whole media, if they keep getting reminded of the book as they go, that builds up that trust over time. Conference planners, for example, event planners, you're thinking about your event 360 days a year. As soon as it's over, you're saying, okay, well, let's start booking the hotel. Let's start playing things out. Your audience forgets about it as soon as they get off the plane. They're on to something else. Hmm. How do you retain that engagement? How do you get them to think about the value that they got from that experience? If you could remind them every day with here are the key things you learned, here's what you got, you're creating better brand loyalty, brand trust, and engagement, and that's going to increase your retention. So we're going to see overall a push or a switch from push media that we've done to pull media. And actually, I'll give you one more example. Mm -hmm. Social media, something we all use. The problem with social media, as well as email marketing, that's like that old TV. So I might, if I'm a leadership thought leader, okay, I post again today, three o'clock, here's my thinking, here's my great idea. It's a really good idea. Well, half my audience isn't on social media that day. Mm -hmm. The ones who are, they don't care about leadership. They're trying to close some sales. They're trying to retain some employees. That's what they're focused on. And six months from now, they're not thinking, well, let me go back and see if Mark ever spoke about my problem. Mm -hmm. They don't have time for that. They're not looking through my old emails. Mm -hmm. But with this poll media, they can say, okay, now I have an issue. Who of the people I follow, who of the content that I turn to has information on that topic? If I can pull in relevant leadership tips, now it is timely and relevant, so I'm ready to consume it. It lands well as opposed to you're throwing information at me that I don't need. And that creates a better brand experience for both parties. Okay, so you interest me strangely, Mark. You've got me hooked here. I'm really curious to know more about this. And the, uh, the, the first sort of issue that comes to mind is the curation issue. Um, you mentioned thought leaders. There are a million thought leaders in the world. How do I... Uh, attract or, or connect or get the push uh, information from the ones that I particularly value or or even ones I don't know about? How would I find out about new ones that should matter to me, but I haven't uh, discovered yet? And so how do we curate that, uh, that flow? Because back to uh, like social media, I could quickly get overwhelmed um, with too much pull, uh, till pull media, even if I needed it at the time. Now, I've described it so far in abstract terms. Yes, I think let's, let's get real. Yeah. A sea change. Yeah. I put my money where my mouth is. You mentioned I'm a CTO mm -hmm. and I build tech startup companies. One of the companies I built, the app is called BrainBump. And with BrainBump, this is an implementation of everything we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Content creators, authors, podcasters, speakers, course creators can put their content into the app and then promote their content to their audience mm -hmm. to take people who, okay, you know, I bought your book, I follow you on social media, but I want to get deeper. You want to move them up that value chain. Mm -hmm. Now, the app itself, because it has content from multiple people from all sorts of sources, also works as discovery. Someone might come there for my book because they saw my book. I say, if you're reading my book, Go get the companion app, which, by the way, is completely free. Get this app so you can follow along, you can be reminded, you can retain it. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Once they're in the app, they might discover your podcast or someone else's blog. And so go from there. What I do as a speaker, our final slide as a speaker, it's always thank you. And here's my contact information. Right. That's why we end with And we hope they write it down. We hope they sign up for our email list or follow us on social media. I don't just say, well, please, please do it. I say, by the way, do you want to remember everything we just talked about this past hour? Everyone says, yes, of course. I just spent an hour. I'd love to remember it. Okay, pull out your phones. I've got a QR code that the Brain Bump app provides. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, pull out your phone, snap that QR code. So I snap it once. They don't have the app. That's okay. It will take them to a page where they download for free from the Android or iPhone store. Mm-hmm. So now you have the app, snap that same QR code. It adds all the tips from my talk. It actually does it for my book because my talks are based on my book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then every day thereafter, they're going to get a reminder with one of the tips from my book, which is the same as the talk. And now I stay top of mind. So I concretely take people who have a brief exposure to me, heard me on a podcast, saw me in a talk, read a blog post, and now I continue to engage them in a very passive way Mm-hmm. That is relative to them in a context-dependent way. It's relevant to them because it's the time they want to get it, 9 a.m. or 6 p.m. or 3 p.m. or whatever time they want to get, mm-hmm. not in the middle of the day interrupting them. And they can set what topics they want, whether they want just for my book, my book and your podcast, or just your podcast because eh, they don't want to be reminded of my book every day. They can even go within it because all our content is tagged. Think like hashtags. Mm -hmm. They could say, you know, Mark, I just want your interviewing tips. I don't want your networking tips or I just want your negotiating tips, but not your management tips. Mm -hmm. So they decide what and when and get relevant information to them. And I just give them a QR code or a link. So it's very easy to give this out to my audience or potential audience to let them access the content and remember me. Yeah, so I love that uh, because it answers the big, the big problem of the information overload that we all experience now. So I can go to that when I want it, or set it to send it uh, information to me when I want it, and not just sort of all the time. the The big problem is, as we all know, with social media, is it's like a giant river that you dip your toe in, you're instantly overwhelmed. But have you seen the most interesting things that you want to see? You have no idea. You're just in there, in the water, getting your feet wet, wondering why you're feeling overwhelmed, right? The 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 other thing I like about this is it addresses um, the issue of how we interact with our uh, with our devices, so that they help us, they enhance our memories rather than detract from it. As you know, there's a lot of worry about and a lot of studies of does uh, does social media, does being on social media, does uh, interacting on with, with your devices all the time with for your phones and that kind of thing. Is that impoverishing our memories and ruining our way to, abilities to think and causing us to be short term rather than long term? There are all these sort of worries out there. Um, I saw a study recently that found that um, people who interact and, and use, uh, say, a mobile phone, uh, to store information actually can improve their working memories by a significant percent, and presumably it's because you're sort of emptying out your, uh, your your memory of things that that you can file away and don't need to hold constantly in your head. So this addresses that issue too, because it's maximizing our relationship with uh, 
with uh, uh, with our devices in that sense. It's putting it to work in a useful way rather than just sending us more information or making more information available. Um, yeah. You're, you're right on target. Yeah. Well, the content of my book and talks all come from research we've done at Sloan and elsewhere that goes into that content. The development of this app comes from my research and experience as a teacher mm-hmm. and using what we know as effective teaching methods to help people learn and remember. And of course, as you point out in our minds, everything is kind of equal. Our mind wasn't designed to say, well, this is more important. This is less important. We certainly we've adjusted for that. I should remember the name of my wife, for example. Maybe I don't remember the name of someone I met once two years ago, Mm -hmm. but our brain doesn't inherently know it's only because you might see your spouse every day that that becomes important. And so this allows for that longer term storage and whether it's, you know, I want to remember this with little effort. And so you get that daily, you don't even have to open the app to get the reminder. That's what's great about it. Mm-hmm. If he wants to have to press a button every day, oh my God, that's so much work. <laughs> the app just does a little push notification. Laziness is a key part of the design. We mm-hmm. want to make people do as little work as possible, but it's also things like those networking tips Suppose I only go to an event once a year. Maybe I'm a big introvert. I don't want to waste the energy to remember it 364 days of the year that I don't use it, but I want to make it very quickly accessible when I do need it. And so you can pull up tips literally in about five seconds from clicking the app, app opens, go to the filter, hit the networking tag, Mm -hmm. and now you've got the tips. So it's all about efficiency. Yeah, so I assume it's curated or, or organized in a way that uh, makes it easy to to uh, to search by subject and perhaps also by content creator and perhaps also by various other screens. So uh, you've you've thought of all that, I'm sure. That's right. The content creators put tips in from I have it from my book and my blog. Mm-hmm. Other people have it from their podcast or their talk. Mm-hmm. So you can go and say, well, I want tips from your podcast, mm-hmm. or I might say, I gave the example of the networking tips. Someone going into that event might say, well, I know Mark has good tips, but I don't want to limit myself. So I'm going to go, everything has a tag. Think like hashtags. All the tips are tagged. Mm-hmm. I want networking tips, and I don't care if it's Mark's book or her talk or his blog. Mm-hmm. I just want anything related to my needs. Mm-hmm. And this is very driven by the user needs. It's also, we're different from book summary apps. I know lots of authors have talked about book summary apps. They Mm -hmm. hate book summary apps for two reasons. First, the book summary apps can take their content, summarize it without their permission. Mm -hmm. That's considered fair use. And do. And and do and often get it wrong is what I hear from (laughs) many people. But second, that is designed for the app user of a book summary app, it's seen as an alternative. You know, I don't have time to read this book. So, you know, I just want to go get the summary app. Great, read in 10 minutes, done. Now I don't have to engage with the book, with that content creator. Mm-hmm. I'm done with that person. Mm-hmm. We're designed to be a companion. Mm-hmm. I say in my book, I've got a short introduction, then say download the app and use the app in conjunction with a book. And while I'm sure there's someone out there who says, oh, you know, $20, that's a lot of money. If I can get all the tips for free, I'm not going to buy the book. Hey, you know what? I'm happy for you Mm -hmm. because if I can help you, the book wasn't my moneymaker. I'm glad I can help. 
but more likely, if you want to flip through 400 tips, I have a lot for my book. Most books generally have less. If you want to flip through 400 tips and memorize it that way, be my guest, <laughs> but probably it's not going to be the same experience as if you got the book. And some people will start that way and then go and buy the book and say, I really want to get the context for it. Sure, sure. Uh, well, this Mark, this sounds uh, like a realization of something we have been talking about a long time, which is where you started uh, about pull information. Uh, people have been preaching that for a while um, and yet not delivering on it, that too much, uh, too often pull information has looked like push information has been indistinguishable um, and and we continue to be overwhelmed. So it sounds like this is uh, finally a really good way to avoid being information overloaded at the wrong times. So uh, cheers. Tell us the name of that app again and when can we expect it to hit the airwaves? The app, the Brain Bump app, it Brain is Bump. live now. This oh. is out there. Oh. If you go to brainbumpapp.com, that's mm -hmm. brainbumpapp.com, you can read more about it. We have links to the Android and iPhone store. It is completely free. You can download it. You can try it out yourself. And for content creators, at the bottom of that page, at the bottom of brainbumpapp.com, we have a form where you can say, I'd love to get my content on there. I think this would be good for me. It takes you 30 seconds to fill it out. And then you and I will jump on a call and I can talk you through it and we can figure out if it works for you. Fantastic. All right. Mark Hirschberg, everybody, thank you so much for being on Just One Question. Everybody get the Brain Bump app before your brain explodes with too much information in 2023. This seems to me like a great way to start the year is to get your information when you need it, where you need it, just, just in time. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. 